0: A team blows up the land of Oz will not be seen today in order that we may bring you something even more unbelievable. Previously, I'm
1: giving the mic to the wrong person. On TV, I am currently watching Teen Wolf, which. Oh, I've heard good things about it. I had no idea it was going to be so good. I am yeah. like a sucker. For, I love like teen uh, vampire shows. Yeah. And I like actually had a thing about like. <laughs> I, you know, every time a, a werewolf comes onto a vampire show, they ruin it. <laughs> yes, this is actually kind of true. It is. It's, it's like the Buffy, vampires. Man. Yeah, the yeah. vampires coming. You're just like, oh, yeah. Um, but I started Teen Wolf, and it's super fun. It's like an MTV show. I didn't even yeah. know they made shows. Yeah, but um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, it's been, it's got a huge following. And it's it's supposed to be really fun. good. Yeah, yeah, and it's it checks off. all... I have like really specific list of things that I expect out of eighteen um a teen drama. Mm-hmm. It needs to, they have to say, I promise all the time. (laughs) Beautiful people. There has to be like either like a Founders Day celebration right away or some sort of a (laughs) regular um, uh,
0: small town civic event. Yeah, right. But it
2: uh, has historical significance for that small town. Usually there's a curse or some kind of history involved there, Exactly,
1: yeah. And usually like teenagers mysteriously disappeared at one point. But, But the big thing, and it took like a season and a half, but it definitely happened. The big thing is at some point, somebody has to say truth is <laughs> and every single one of these shows it eventually happens oh, and i was so excited when it finally is. happened on, on great teen wolf That's like awesome. i'm like i could totally write these things because yeah. all you gotta do is promise everything yep. and say truth is and boom you yeah. got it but well, i love teen dramas i'm like totally done with adult dramas i'm no done. they're
2: fun they're just like it's like popcorn it's so delicious the, it's like great
1: does the truth is
2: bit like function as a way to be like, okay, we've just given you a bunch of like sort of teenage melodrama
0: with little pepperings of supernatural stuff. And then now we'll, we'll start getting
1: serious about the supernatural a I don't know. It's just a line that always eventually works its way in there. <laughs> they always say like really seriously, truth is like you know <laughs> I, think I just think it's such an interesting criteria that yeah, i want to understand it's good it. is like
0: it, it. Si- is it similar to how like in all cop dramas the point where i think even hot fuzz is like uh making fun of us is like they always have someone say we're gonna blow this thing wide open yeah. yep you're too yep. close to yeah, this yeah
1: probably like yeah. that and for some reason true truth is 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 the one for uh, teen dramas yeah i'm done with adult dramas Adul- adults are assholes and i'm yeah. sick of their drama They're yeah just so dreary They're just boring and just jerks, and they never learn anything. Yeah. Like, on teen dramas, at least they learn stuff sometimes, even if it's, like, you know, really obvious. You know, that's a great point. That's why I I actually read a lot of
2: young adult fiction still, just because I like the idea that you have this fundamental story about discovering yourself and also discovering how to be an adult. Because I feel like most adult fiction is all about how adults are fucking up their lives. Yeah, like how everything's shit all the time. Yeah. 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 And they're
1: never going to change.
2: Exactly. You'll never win. no. yeah yeah exactly so I'll stop there no no I think that's a perfect segue <laughs> it's great
0: hi I'm Jeremy I'm a dork living in Portland Oregon who spent too many years listening to podcasts and not doing anything creative this is my attempt to rectify that to create and contribute something where I talk to people about their cultural obsessions and try to give some recommendations of my own welcome to giving the mic to the wrong person
1: They, Hopworks opened a place in Vancouver, oh. and they're going to put some of the Mount St. Helens pictures on their walls. Oh, that's so great. Awesome. That'll be pretty. They're friends of my husband, the owner's a friend of
2: my husband. Cool. Oh, that's great. I like Hopworks.
0: I, uh, I just remember, I don't think, I remember having the big, always driving by it, and remember the big brouhaha when it opened, did, have not, did not actually go into it until a few months ago for the first time ever, so, so we're, um, and with that, welcome, everybody, to Giving the Mic to the Wrong Person. I am, of course, I am, course, am your erstwhile host, Jeremy, here with uh, two two repeat visitors coming back uh, to brave the current heat wave in Portland, again, in our scenic basement apartment studios, to help me record this thing I call a show. All right, I'll let you let you two introduce yourselves, if you would.
2: All right, I'm Natasha. You might remember me from the last,
1: like, Four episodes five episodes. <laughs> I'm Tara and I am back for more the last time I was on we talked about sports and today today we're gonna to talk about my second favorite thing to talk about so I'm very excited I'm excited too
0: and the uh, top the earth the our sensible starting topic before our conversations wander off into a thousand other dis- digressions and discursions because hey you know um, that, that's just how we do is today is on teen what is listed as teen drama or pretty much soap operas involving, uh, a, you know, possible high schoolers.
1: Maybe some co- <laughs> sometimes that's kind of important, important part part of <laughs> it, <laughs> Pretending to be like
0: yeah
2: high schoolers.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing. I's like I'm wondering which is. It's almost kind of a thing where it's like any, any entertainment involving teenagers is usually set at high schools, but not at say college. And I think uh, the mm-hmm. well, I think I think there's a couple different reasons for there. One is always is that in high school it's you know every, high school is, more, is universal college isn't yeah correct plus high school tends to, uh, high school at least has people tend to know each other and how, whereas you get to university and it's like you know who cares
1: yeah and a lot of people experience college in different ways you know they might not come right out of right out of high school they mm-hmm. might go back later they might be commuters they might live there yeah high school is definitely at least in the united states a very there's certain things about high school that everybody remembers. They remembers, you know, the, the they remember the cliques, they remember the building, they remember some of the different adult influences in there. They remember the parents, they remember the families. So I think we're probably going to get into all that, right? Yeah,
0: or at least attempt to, unless we forget. <laughs> um, and the fact that it always reminded me of one of the things that always uh, annoyed the hell out of me is when you get a lot of uh, because of the uh, how a lot of like scriptwriters grew up, a lot of them taking tropes, you're writing, like, you know, writing, say, scripts set at, at colleges as if it were high school, and it's like, no, mm. dude, it doesn't work like that, and it's yeah. kind of annoying, but I wanted to start out, you know, in, in the modern version of the Webster Dix- Webster's Dictionary defines mm-hmm. style of opening, only that we're going to adjust that just a little bit, because I want to read the TV, tr- cause I, uh, the TV tropes description of teen drama, because I am much more interested in the tropes and cliches of... You know, of like, you know, of this subgenre of programming, much more than the, uh, even more so than the, uh, the particular instances. Because it's it's interesting to see what exactly makes, you know, people primarily, if they're not in Toronto, they're always in Southern California, feeling the need to, uh, you know, you have like 30 and 40 and 50 somethings feeling the need to inject into their shows. Mm-hmm. So here's the listing for teen drama as described on TV Tropes. Any show where the central focus is on teenagers that are angst pimples and or clothes best describes shows like beverly hills 90210 and in dawson's creek or anything else on the wb or the cw really most likely to place to find the very special episode <laughs> the kind of show where everyone's too old and too short to be teenagers they have to bring in new people in the men take keep, keep taking their shirts off there are mo- no more than two white two non-white main characters the teens talk more, much more like adults than teenagers, and anyone over a specific age is bad news. See also Kidcom, which features teenager protagonists in many of the same tropes, but generally in a far more lighthearted manner. Young adult fiction is the rough literary equipment of the teen drama, but also compare with soap opera and primetime soap. And then the last one is when the lens is re- is reversed to focus on the flaws of the kids' entire families. It's then known as the Stepford Suburbia. Mm. And I think the, um, kind of the, I guess the, uh, the ur-teen drama was always started as, as just from Degrassi. the
1: the
0: The, uh, which I don't know if, depending on one's age and location, if... If you didn't if if you didn't grow up with access to canadian television you never really you know you only kind of heard about degrassi heard about but, it, yeah. but degrassi was always the thing that started i think it started in like the late 70s it's one of those things where i think the, the very first degrassi episode started in 1979 the same year that the very first episode of you can't do that on television started and it just kind of went from there and what always um struck me as interesting is that Degrassi was, Degrassi, you know, you had Degrassi and then like Degrassi Jr. High and then you know like Degrassi High and then like Degrassi, The Next Generation. Oh, yeah. Or Degrassi. That's kind of
2: what they did with Skins. I don't know if you're familiar with that show, the British. Um. Uh,
0: yes, but I don't, I don't think I've actually watched, I didn't think I've first watched any episodes.
2: Oh, I I really enjoy that show, and I know a lot of adults that have enjoyed it too. It's a it's it's sort of like the equivalent of the American high school drama. They're going through secondary school and then going on to college. Um, it follows them, but it also, as the series progresses, it goes down to their younger siblings or people that they know. So,
1: so I'm a little bit on the older side for DeGrassi Junior High. Is that Jeremy? Is that what you? Is that the first exposure to teen drama? Really, that you had. <laughs>
0: Not re- I, I don't think so because mm-hmm. I don't think I ever I I'm trying to remember how many of the actual dramas that I would I don't think I actually watched that many yeah. growing up because if, if it wasn't genre entertainment who cared <laughs> it's like I don't care about this is like you know at least young at least you can't do that on television it was funny yeah. you know most That's of the stuff true. on Nickelodeon and Nick at Night was funny you know I, I have um, even like you know like growing up in the 80s uh, when you had primetime soaps it was kind of like you know who cares it's like there's you know the the um, the, the the particular genre, you know it didn't have the the preferred any of the preferred genre trappings so like you know why do we uh, why did we need it it's not you know it's not until the modern era where um, with the rise of with the rise of so-called uh, capital P prestige TV mm-hmm. that they really figured out a way to you know post post Sopranos take my um, take the aspects of, of uh, soap opera and whatnot and throw in enough, you know, throw in credibility. enough- Credibility. Yeah, credibility, but also- enough, Action. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, enough- uh, pretty Romance. Enough, yeah, yeah, just um, blood and toplessness. That's pretty Shock much it. Value. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah.
1: So Jeremy, what was the first, um, uh, or what, what teen drama do you identify most with or are you, are you most familiar with?
0: I think for me it was the first Cause I always because my thing was mainly sitcoms it was I don't think trying to think it's probably I'm willing to bet because I am a uh, hardcore Gen Xer I think it's probably it was Beverly Hills 902 90210.
1: 90210.
0: yeah you know the story of two kids which is actually hilarious of uh, looking now it's like you, you had this you had this entire um, entire pop culture phenomenon based on Based around Shannon Doherty and Jason Priestley, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I guess also Luke Perry, but that's another story.
1: So it was Brenda and that had Brenda and Brandon, mm-hmm. and they were kind of the the normal stable family, right. like the the more typical American, you know, solid American family. Yeah, I audi- think they just moved to Beverly Hills. Yeah, they were the, and,
0: they, were the, they, were the they were the flyover country audience um, audience surrogate I believe. Nice. Yeah,
1: and then they met and like integrated with all of the uh, uh, the popular kids, the and cool people, put themselves into the the high school there yeah how about you natasha what's the what what's the first one that you really remember identifying oh with the yeah most? that would that's going
2: way back because i mean in terms of nickelodeon i grew up on stuff like salute your Shorts and pete and pete and uh, clarissa explains it all that uh-huh. was like the disney the the, the, the the kid actual kid stories right that's not drama that's the kid comedy that we were talking about um i that's a really really hard question because there's been a lot going growing up but i just remember really 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 getting in love with buffy when it came out when i was about when I was watching it, was I was about 12, 13 when that came out. And I just remember it was one of those things where you would go to school and you would talk about what happened on Buffy because that's so cool. It was ahead of its time at
1: that time. I remember when Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie came out. Oh, yeah, me too. And then um, when they came out, that actually starred... Luke, Luke Perry, Perry. yeah, Luke, yep.
0: <laughs> Luke Perry. There's going to be a
1: lot a of that. It's a really underrated movie. I Luke love Perry. that movie. And
0: was it Christie Swanson?
1: Yes. Yeah. And
0: Paul Rubens. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So both of the two uh, dramas that you brought up are both like I love love team drama and those are kind of two different subgenres, because there's the, there's the ones with the supernatural and then there's the ones with the really, really rich kids. And in my mind, those are kind of the two of the main categories. There's, there's a third that's like just about like everyday regular people, like Friday night lights. And you know, it's just about like the, you know, the regular, but then uh, I have a particular affinity for the ones that either, like I said, involve the supernatural or show me the slice of life, like super ultra glamor that I never knew about. Like Gossip Girl, Gossip
2: Girl, oh, the OC back when it the came OC. out. Oh my oh, God! Oh dear Lord!
1: I'm California. <laughs> Garrett's not here yeah. to sing, so we'll have to jump we'll in have there. To do it, yeah. California.
0: And I guess the, the 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 trope description gets into one of the more amusing tropes uh, that I was found. Well, yeah being like i said gen x kid in the 80s uh when like very special episodes mm-hmm. you know growing off of the after school specials i think we were like, what, like a like late mid late 70s creation or something
2: like that after school specials yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but but when they finally affected primetime you know primetime tv but more importantly they were you know very special episodes mm-hmm. uh, infected
1: sitcoms oh, and yeah. it was in the sitcoms that was always join us this week for a very special episode of <laughs> 90210 oh no and not just that
0: but also like before mr belvedere there would be a title card that come up and it's like you know today we're you know we're discussing very serious topics like kids you might want to have your parents around for something like that and it was because oh, yeah. it was all, and it, it always involved it was either it was either chemical usually not chemical it was either sex or chemical abuse yeah. that was it that yeah. was all that was it wasn't about like uh, and that's the funny thing it was ne- it was all
2: it's kind of manufactured for that time period, like the scare the, of what that generation was going through. Like, oh, my kid is going to end up teen pregnant, or you know, yeah. do drugs,
0: or fall in with delinquents or whatnot. But yeah. never, never about you know, say uh, economic material things. Like, hey, what happens when your when your parents get laid off because the uh, you know because the, uh, the 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 company decides to, I don't know, you know, pull out of Flint, Michigan, and put you know lay off several you know several dozen thousand people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you as a, how do you as an adolescent going through that? How do you survive that stuff? It's always kind of more like, yeah, whatever the, whatever the, um, <laughs> how is this for an ironic word choice? Whatever the hot topic at the time was. Uh, oh, feel free to laugh on mic. Trust me, it's, uh, we, <laughs> we do it constantly. Um, as long as, as long as you don't, as long as you, don't, you, uh, you, uh, you don't sound like Stav, you're okay. Um,
2: if you're going into like shows that, I'm, this is not my problem. I have a, the tip of my tongue problem with the show. But do you remember the show that was um, with, uh, gosh, oh god, I'm gonna just totally burn here. Uh, Jared Leto was the cool guy that my so-called life. Loss. Yep. Call now. Call now. I think that was the beginning for me, television-wise, of shows that were focused more on insular, on the internal things of being a teenager versus just the exterior. Things. Sorry to throw that in there, but I just remembered that. No,
0: it's that's perfect. That is exactly that. In fact that that bridges between So-Called Life was what? Like a couple years after nine oh two one oh showed yep. up, it was like MTV's version and um I think because it was basic cable they could do like what, like a little bit more? I'm trying to remember. I'm, I, it's yeah, been... they
2: could they could talk about like homosexuality and drugs and stuff like that without having it be sensationalized. Yeah, like because, sitcoms were doing.
0: Yeah, because nine hundred and two when it was definitely, I believe, was still like like uh, was like eighties outgrowth, whereas so called life was full on, like you know early nineties Clinton era Gen Xer stuff. So it's like much more like hey, we have like not as closeted you know gay characters.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually watched 90210 with my kids. So, I don't know, like they when they were probably tweens. Mm-hmm. My okay. kids are pretty pretty close in age. And so they were like, you know, probably like 11, 12 through like 14. Mm-hmm. And we watched several seasons of 90210 together. And I was kind of amazed at what a great... Conversation starter. It was, and I, we had a oh, joke really? in the family about mom doesn't have to teach us about anything because we're watching nine hundred two one zero. Oh my god! <laughs> but it really, it was a really great conversation starter. I mean, that's one of the things I think that I do like about team dramas. Yeah, is that you know they they might be silly, and we might go into other things you know about them where there there's pitfalls, but they do bring these things up. And when I've talked to a lot of people who at least are my age and even younger too. When they talk about some of their favorite shows, like a really classic one is uh, Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. They're shows that they remember because they watch them with their parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not, that's not always true. But for me, 90210, watching it with my kids, because first of all, they'd be like, is that what it was really like when you were kid's mom? <laughs> but then they'd also be like... You know, wow, that's really different than it is today. Like, you know, the way that they handled teen pregnancy is really different than we handle it today. Yeah. But it's not something that's gone away. It's like still here. It's like, and they, you kind of realize that talking about these topics didn't necessarily solve the problems, but it helped people understand them and bring them up and like not be embarrassed to talk about them. It
2: normalized them to a certain degree, which is important because that is human condition, right? That's going to happen.
0: Yeah, you know, we're we are trapped in bi- we are we are biological creatures. What's the term what's yep. what's the, the process what de-stigma-
2: De- destigmatizing? Thank you. Yeah, I think that was word yeah. out I couldn't yeah.
0: Again, it's the, the 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 um the rule not the exception is if you have if you yeah, feel free to jump in because um as we talked about before, I get panicky if I if I have something to say, I need to say it because I know uh, I know thanks to my brain and I have 19 other episodes of it on record, I will forget. And it's the uh, it's the it's the it's the anxiety of the it's like why you know what why if you're you know if you're uh, trying to sleep at night and you're freaking out about forgetting something and it's keeping you up it's like no just write it down so you don't have to because otherwise your brain will force you to will freak out about you not remembering something I think it's because
1: we watch too much TV. (laughs) Uh, That too. That too.
0: Television, the drug of the nation.
1: I love. T- I mean, I'll, I'm just gonna say, it. I love TV so much. <laughs> I really do. And like, like, I, I so, I'm so grateful for all the people who, throughout the years, have like taken the time to write these episodes and craft these episodes. And I appreciate like the effort that goes into birthing a show and bringing it out and and then like being, being brave enough to like share it with the entire world. And yes. you know, I just, I don't know, I'm just somebody who's. And I think a lot of people might feel the same way about books. And I. I love reading, too, but for some reason, something about TV just really resonates with me.
2: The medium has a different a different way of being constructed, right? I mean, you definitely usually have a couple of writers working on something, and then they're working on it weekly, and then that might change over time, and then you're dealing with actors who have their own, you know set of problems or whatever. <laughs> yeah. They, they bring their own yeah.
1: there. I, I hadn't really thought about, yeah, the way that a, a novel is constructed v, uh, versus how a TV show is constructed, And, and even a TV show as compared to a movie, because yeah. a TV show is usually a cast that's together for years and years and years. And they learn how to work together. And, um, you know, they, they have these long-term, long-standing relationships, right? Yeah.
0: At least uh, modern American television. I think the, like I said, once you get it, once you get into Brit, into British television production, uh, which is more novelistic, which is why they only have, say, like, I think at some point it's almost like a, almost I think lends its credences more often you you get uh, higher quality because you get much more singular vision than what you only have like one or two writers for 6 to 12 episodes Mm -hmm. rather than a writer's room Mm -hmm. of like up to
2: and they keep it short The 23 to 26 yeah Yeah, the syndicated model of having like 24 episodes a season we don't even really have that anymore thanks to prestige tv and it's kind of actually nice because i think a lot of that what's wonderful about old tv is that they had to stretch it out and they had to create those very special episodes because they had to stretch it out. So they had to keep you entertained week to week. But Lord knows, you know, there's and the, my favorite part is when they have a really, really bad time with it, and they obviously had a really bad episode. And um, yeah, yeah.
0: Which does and or you get to think the the phenomenon that is the clip show.
2: Oh God,
1: oh, God. those are the worst. The mid season. This is what happened. Do people really think that we like them?
0: I don't, I, I think it's more of, a, I think it's a budget thing. I think I it's filler,
2: yeah. I think that they just, either they can't afford that episode or they didn't plan on it and they have to fill it up. I mean, anime does that all the time. I mean, I'm not coming out of saying I watch a lot of anime, but when I do watch anime, it happens. Caught. Oh, God, I'm going to, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um,
0: that's okay. I, I did, I, I, I watched more than my fair share way back when.
1: Mm-hmm. So why do you think we like teen dramas? Because I I'm just guessing. I haven't actually asked you two how old you are, but I don't think any of us are teenagers right now. Yeah, I'm, f- <laughs> I'm very far away from it. No, so why I'm, do you I'm think 40. we... Why do we like watching teen dramas? You should answer that question yeah, so you're, you're, I know why I do. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I see... I think... It's almost an odd question for me because it's like, like shit. I don't watch much TV anymore. It's like I haven't even, I haven't even watched like any, uh, you know, any of the uh, any of new Twin Peaks for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. But, I'm stating that. But up, one, yeah. you know, one of the things that I did want to bring in is like what happens when you have teen drama aspects brought into greater shows. Oh yeah, Twin Peaks being a great example of that. Definitely. Um, also, and I think to a certain extent, um, like half a stranger things was mm-hmm. teen drama mixed, well, you know, teen drama, but also mixed in with. Um, Teen, drama, you know, teen, regular teen drama, but mixed in with, say, like Stephen King's attempt at at you know, yeah. at the storylines with minors,
2: but like made with kind of real teens, you know, like and right. in, in a good way. I think that's one of the the strengths of that show. Um, should I start this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I um, I uh, I I read a lot of young adult fiction. Uh, it's because the genre I'm particularly interested in and also write in, and I also um, TV for me is a medium that is something that I typically kind of. I watch just for fun because it's usually TV I have a lot of problems with writing tropes Um, I can guess stuff that happens if a show surprises me I'm really happy about Mm -hmm. that and teenage teenage dramas tend to do that because you know they're again they're they're trying to create that interest over time and um, typically they're about interpersonal relationships and they they're not doing it in an adult way where you have to court around and, and you know like adult problems tend to be very complex and messy and very like too realistic. Um, teen problems tend to be something that you can kind of distill down to you know my parents are jerks or I I'm the poor kid at school I'm the nerd you know all these kind of like really fundamental small isolated things and they're all kind of forced to work together within this this system that doesn't you know, it's kind of against them. So um, I've always liked that part about it. I like the dynamics of having that. You're always going to have a different group of people, like Mm -hmm. with different kind of backgrounds and stuff. That's, Twin Peaks
1: is a great example of that. This so. is a really great point that I hadn't thought about before where the adult problems are really complex and they take a lot of buildup and there's often like economics and money and like a deal and then yeah. like some sort of politics and there's like all these. Everyone's bunch corrupt. Of everything sucks. Yeah. Everybody's
2: cheating on each other. Or, yeah,
0: Or at least that's how, that is how it's depicted rather than reality. Exactly. I think, I think you can also do that with, you can certainly do that with, um, with you know, with like, with like you know, shows for teenagers only because you are ostensibly aiming at another, at a different audience that isn't quite as po-faced serious as like a lot of like you know, yeah. uh, as say like you know, adult dramas are, or mm-hmm. rather, bloggers who write think pieces about adult dramas. Oh God. Which is like it's it's one of the things. It's you know, it's 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 an aspect of uh, it's it's something that I don't think has been it's been talked about more and more, but. With most with with the, again they call it, you know pre, prestige TV, which is only which is at some point it's almost you know kind of a misnomer because it's still like yeah there's always been decent TV, but now it's like
1: the um,
2: everybody's aiming for that. Is the, that what it, prestige TV is?
1: It's like supposed to be like the good shows, quote unquote. Right. Yeah,
2: but they try so hard to be the good shows that it's almost comical.
0: Right. It, well, it's almost it's it's a it's a sense of like there's a self seriousness about it of, hey, if we um it is yeah there we go, if um it's using it, it goes it's similar to like you know mature programming or you know, mature audiences which means um you know uh, dope guns and fucking
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but it's a sen- but it it but it's a, it's the it is the mm, the in inab- either the inability or you know just the way that can't really handle talking about like you know heavy serious topics so they go they tend to lean always towards them all the most superficial aspects of stuff that happens so like stuff that you can't you know very um and i'm not formulating this well as usual like here it's like you know we can get out you know because this is for an older audience we can get away with you know with like um you know pulp you know pulp character characterization and like you know gr- you know vis and like titillation where yeah you we don't need
2: any depth to our characters or their yeah. interactions we just are gonna go for wow how edgy can we get with this right i mean there's shows that do adult topics and adult like usually like i don't know I th- i'm thinking of like the wire where you take a, ser- a serious serious subject and you treat it seriously and you do it with care and tact, but taking something like oh god Prestige TV, like *Mad Men* is a perfect example. Mm. By the time that it was over, I was just like so done with it because it's like how how self satisfaction and like how like self absorbed the idea of like kind of sort of
1: <sighs> the characters were. Like,
0: yeah, or what also, or the or the the, the show of like we are do yes we are making seri- like, oh. you, serious like serious TV. This yeah they almost like Aaron Sorkinism for later. Yes, oh, we yeah, are doing yeah. important. We're we're doing important work. We're doing this is serious work and that's
1: it is um. This is important T V. This isn't just like entertainment TV. Right. This exactly. is important TV. This has literary
2: value. Uh-huh. The thing. Yeah. And it's like, no, by default it does not have literary value just because you have a high production budget, you know, honestly.
0: Yeah. Or that you are or that you are or like you're you're adapting um you're adapting a book or something.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well the reason I like teen dramas is because adults are assholes. <laughs> that is the perfect answer. <laughs> just keep it at that. <laughs> No, I was getting perfect Go ahead. <laughs> No but I mean I just when when you're when you're, the main characters are teenagers teenagers are trying to work through things they're trying to understand things they're trying to become better people they're trying to grow they're trying to figure out how to make it in the world and if I'm watching some 45 year old man <laughs> or woman who's made these mistakes over and over and over again I don't care I just I tend yeah. to not care about the characters in Adult dramas, that's not to say that they're not really good adult dramas out there, but for me I just I care more about watching characters grow and it's more likely you're gonna get that when Absolutely. Um, for me when I watch a, a teen drama
2: yeah you're more invested in them because you know that they can kind of overcome these mistakes or these problems that they're experiencing whereas an adult you're just like that's a really sad person
1: you know yeah well and teenagers are supposed to make mistakes young adults are supposed to make the mistakes and I think that goes kind of goes back to the high school aspect of like why is it said in high school because in high school people make a lot of mistakes yeah and, and you're embarrassed all the fucking time, right? And the older you get, the higher the stakes are when mm. you make a mistake. And so, starting it out in in high school is just kind of where like everybody's fucking up. Yeah. So it's like, you know, how do how do we as a society pick each other up and move forward, mm-hmm. um, rather than just like, how do I get ahead and make a lot of money and crush people with all the power that I have as an adult? Exactly. Yeah.
0: All right. And on that note, let's take a quick break. Going into, um, I guess not just not just like shipping and
1: slash fix, but also well, I guess. Wait, can I ask what slash fix actually stands for? Is that like the slash that you put in the name when you're trying to push people together? I think
2: that might be where that term originated from. Yeah. It just means, yeah, it just usually means that you're, it's, it's usually male,
1: there's slash fiction for fem- women mm-hmm. too, but it was primarily male for a long time.
0: Kirk slash Spock. Yeah. So
1: it's slash, so slash fiction is when somebody, like a fan writes fiction about two characters and puts them together, like romantically? Does it have to be romantically? It can be is any number, yeah.
2: I,
0: I think it's, it... I think it started, it, yeah, it just started with, oh, hello cat. There's different, f- yeah. It started with, Um. it just started with like, yeah, two, two main characters just you know like you know, just boning down because that's how friend culture goes. It's like, hey, if there you know, if it's in even that like you went pre it's almost like um pre Internet Rule thirty four, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, real 34 being if if it exists, there's porn of it. Oh, um, which is pretty much true. I mean, any 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 kind of we call it crack pairing, anything that you can think of, somebody's put it together, uh, just to see how it works. Because mm-hmm. some people just identify with it and like it. Um, but yeah, it mostly kind of like shipping culture actually pretty much came out of the X Files, um, the, the message boards that were around that. There was like a shipper versus no, not anti like people
1: trying to put Mulder and Scully yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting to like kind of bring it back to the to the teen drama thing. Like the whole purpose of like probably 80, 85 percent of these plots is is to get yep. people together. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so it is pretty relevant to the conversation. Um, And I I think a lot of it, too, is is really interesting to see how that culture has developed over time. Because, uh, um, you know, originally, like I said, Kirk and Spock and even even during Star Wars, it was uh, like Han and Luke was was Mm -hmm. the thing. Like they used to throw zines into Mark Hamill's yard. (laughs) His kids found them and it was like, oh, you know, there was a little beef there. But um, (laughs) just that 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 kind of that kind of um, culture of watching something and, and trying to find what you like about it and then, you know, kind of. Imagining the possibilities from that has mm-hmm. been around for ever since media was formed, but nowadays it's so, it's so prevalent because the you know internet is is made everything so immediate access that you'll see a lot more of that kind of dialogue around you know who should end up with who
1: yeah. you know online.
0: And I think that that, that some people, uh, some folks have figured out how to how to monetize it, and so they kind of emphasize like oh yeah,
1: use, how do you mean monetize it? If uh. How are they monetizing? Uh, like, well, what are they, you saying they're monetizing?
0: Monetizing is is. I always I always take it back to something that uh, George Carlin said many decades ago. If if you can nail together two things that no one has has never nailed together before, some schmuck will buy it from you. <laughs> Monetization in this case of monetizing of like how do we take how do we profit off of fan culture? Okay, yeah. Of like how do we um that. Someone realized that instead, you know, it, it's it's kind of like how when culture changed back in the aughts, mm-hmm. when nerd culture subsumed culture, just took it over and completely just enveloped it. Where it's like before, you always, you know, <laughs> going back to high school tropes, these like they were like, hey, we don't want any of these nerds in our cool, you know, we we're cool, we don't want any of these nerd in any of this nerd shit, uncool nerd shit that you know in our serious or cool programming. And they realized, hey, wait a minute. um ner- uh Nerd, nerd types, or you know, people, massive fans of genre entertainment, people really into nerd shit, uh, have the most predictably monetizable. Consumption, you know, discretionary consumption habits ever, and all you got to do is just put up, you know, just keep pumping out, keep pumping out shit with like superheroes or dragons or zombies or <laughs> vampires or spaceships, and some schmuck will buy it from you.
1: Okay, so, so my you, brain just kind of exploded because I realized that teenagers are also sort of like that. Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, they're consumer, they're you yeah. know, mass consumers, and they don't have as much money to spend necessarily as the you know the educated, well well educated and well paying and employed nerds. Yeah, so right. no, they, they <laughs> do. They fix it on media because that's what it's accessible to them. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So I was actually just thinking of an example of, of shipping that kind of, I, I kind of see where this is going, like shipping leading towards monetization. And I went back to 90210. We yeah. seem to all sort of have that in common, as we know with the the Kelly and Brenda. Which one of them is going to end up with Dylan? Was that the Luke Perry character? Yes. So like yes. they dragged that out, and it was like you know first he was with Kelly, and then was he going to be with Brenda? Or, you know I can't. But it was like when when you have like two characters kind of fighting for or vying for a love triangle is always always
2: a part of a teen drama for that reason because it creates conflict and also because they knew from from like like stuff like sam and diane like you keep the couple apart because mm-hmm. as soon as they get together
1: then things kind of just you know they're normal the anticipation yeah. it's the anticipation okay let's see if we can think of any couples that lasted that stayed interesting
2: that stay together yeah oh god that's a well, really difficult question actually i well,
1: know there's gonna be a lot of like dead air yeah.
2: let <laughs> we think about that the,
1: well there's that. i'll shout one out if i think of it
0: well, the, well there's that but also yes you enjoying yourself cat yeah there you are um
2: there's a very cute cat next to us and mm. she is hot as we are and she's lying on her back with her feet up in the air it's very
0: cute <laughs> bear trap configuration mm-hmm. um I'm, but what well i guess love trip well because love triangles it's much like it is much like why you have so many like TV shows set in like police stations or hospitals is because these um, structures for characters too, that will produce, will, check that, will easily produce, you know, episode ideas for lazy
2: TV writers. Mm-hmm. Drama and conflict. Oh right. my God! I watched all of Grey's Anatomy. I know that. Oh God! Why did I do that? <laughs> I hate myself sometimes. You know, I, I watched all of Heroes too. I, I can.
0: Yeah. But the but the uh, the aspect of like the uh, the longest, <laughs> how long can we edge our fa- our fan base? Um, <laughs> and... Of like the you know the longest of like the most like anticipatory thing where um... how long can we drag it
2: out? Yeah, yeah. Where well, they... too. Oh, you can see that. And I think Vampire Diaries is a perfect example. We should probably give a preface for the show and what it's based on.
1: Yeah, yeah. We have. Uh, um... <sighs> Okay, so Vampire Diaries is has a classic love triangle. Mm-hmm. It centers around Al- Elena uh, Gilbert, mm-hmm. and she's in high school when it starts, and she uh, meets the mysterious... Uh, Stefan. What was their last name? I can't remember. remember. Uh, Anyway, she meets the mysterious Stefan. Oh, Salvatore, right? Oh, yeah, Stefan Salvatore in a cemetery while she's writing in her diary. Get it? And (laughs) she meets this mysterious young man who is uh, drawn to her and he starts going to the high school. He's a new kid at the high school Mm -hmm. and uh, she falls for Stefan. Editorial comment, he's the perfect boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving on. And then uh, meets what do you know his brother who has Mm -hmm. been the prodigal son and has been off like on a vampire killing spree and comes back and of course elena is now torn between Stefan and damon and
2: she looks exactly like her ancestor
1: who was responsible for them becoming vampires (laughs) right and And was this sponsor every time that they get estranged from each other it's over this woman who looks exactly Exactly like like elena so she gets to play her
2: evil twin throughout the show and it's freaking awesome yeah and tropes within tropes so tropes within
1: tropes yes yes evil evil twins mysterious lost siblings mysterious yeah. lost twins mm-hmm. uh doppelgangers parents you didn't know were your parents right vampire diaries has like a lot it has yeah. just about everything which is werewolves but they're a, they're a love they're a love triangle which starts off with Al- elena and Stefan, mm-hmm. and then damon comes in and i thought at that point like uh, the sh- with with once they find oh we should have probably you should probably put a spoiler alert at the beginning of the show that's fine I, <laughs> I I'm totally cool with spoilers spoiler but once yeah, yeah. once Elena gets together with Damon yeah. they in a way stay together for the whole rest of the they basically stay there together for the rest of that's the, what I figured yeah rest of the show. Um, and 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 the 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 body count in this show
2: i mean buffy was bad right but you know it was built on a like sunny sunnydale's built on a hellmouth so you kind of explain why everybody dies in that town mm -hmm. but you can't really explain how people don't notice the fact that there's mass deaths in (laughs) in that town yeah
1: in uh, mystic falls (laughs) mystic falls yeah Yeah, in Mystic Falls. okay i want to at some point we need to also talk about locations because i love locations of teen dramas dramas but yeah so in mystic falls like um So the vampires in Vampire Diaries... They are able to... Okay, so they're able to be in the sunlight because they have magic rings. Um, but then every once in a while... Bullshit. 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 I consider myself somewhat out of an expert on different types of vampires. Me too. And I have a whole other like, basketball vampire comparison that I, we won't go into today. <laughs> but anyway, basically the San Antonio Spurs are vampires. But anyway...
0: This is some Texas <laughs> thing, isn't it? I love it. on a near dark...
1: No, they're old and the San Antonio Spurs are old and yet they continue every year to get better and like that's the thing with Vampire Diaries. Vampires is they're youthful which is why Stefan even though he was like 400 years old he got to enroll in high school and his brother's like why do you want to go to high school again? He's like I'm I'm just so attracted to this girl. But anyway Mm -hmm. in Mystic Falls what happens every once in a while is that the vampires either get compelled by some other um, outside force Mm -hmm. or for some reason they do this thing where they turn off their humanity and once the (laughs) vampire turns off their humanity that means they kill kill everything Mm -hmm. in sight Mm -hmm. like like, massive. Like, massive. Like, go into a restaurant and kill, like, every single person in the restaurant. And for, yeah. <laughs> and then there's always my favorite. But the character of Vampire Diaries is the one non-magical character. He manages to, like, through eight episodes or however many episodes. You're talking
2: about, like, the. Matt. Matt, yeah. Who's the
1: biggest loser. And yeah. He's just such a loser, in Why my do they opinion. I always include those guys, the street man. He's just, he's the only non-magical person. And, like, he ends up being the sheriff of oh, this town oh, where oh, everyone oh. is constantly killing you everybody. You the worst Sheriff, he's ever the worst sheriff. Like everybody's <laughs> constantly having mass murders, and he's like, oh, you know, he just like there and like you know slicks his hair back and like you know pants and is angsty, and he just looks <laughs> cute, right? <laughs> he doesn't. He's not even cute at the end. Oh. It's just sad. He's... Well,
0: the, that that actually that gets into, and we can again another digression. Like, we can get like four episodes out of this, but the almost the nece- the uh, the necessary trope of the cl- of Clueless, uh, yeah. the clueless lawman. Yeah. Because of this, the thing is, how many of these, how many of these, um, how many of these, like you know, supernatural threats, and we can get into like supernatural teen drama stuff but rely on the fact that once you get the cops involved, um, you get the, like I said, the all encompassing power of the state to come down like a friggin hammer on on anything yeah and we, we, and we even see like some subversions of this where you actually get where something like stranger things where the where yeah. the lead one of the lead characters is the sheriff you know fighting against um, you know much more entrenched local power systems
2: exactly yeah he's kind of going mad than having to rely on the teenagers to help him like go through the whole fact that you know his town has been invaded by an alien of sorts right Um,
0: (laughs) yeah it's almost it's a thing or something like uh, even um...
2: well Twin Peaks is all about how the law is coming in and and dealing with stuff Um, but that's also for more from an adult perspective the teens are just kind of accessories within it um, but are interesting
1: characters in in their own right yeah, I'm thinking of dramas like um, the of the non supernatural variety again, like 90210, oh, yeah. um, Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's they're non supernatural, I don't see as much law enforcement. They're not. Yeah, there. usually is less murder.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because well, because a lot of them. If there's
1: law enforcement. It's a very special episode. Yeah. Well,
0: how many? Because of how many of them are? How many of the teen dramas, non-genre, non-genre dramas, are set in, to make to keep the production to keep the production numbers low, and because of the, the um, the particular demographic background that most modern American uh, uh, showrunners are from, are they, they're they're like. These shows are set in upper middle class mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. white suburban. Um, they're you know it can be easily shot in some suburb some suburb of Los Angeles, and because they're mainly they mainly mainly feature the comfortable white coat coat. Coats, comfortable white coats, comfortable yeah. white folks. <laughs> yep,
2: comfortable white folks. Which
0: means you're, they're not exactly going to run afoul of the law. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they you know they might get pulled over for a speeding ticket, but they're not exactly. But you know, they're not gonna. They ain't getting. They're not getting. They're not getting as hassled by uh, by law enforcement yeah. as possible, unless it's like some sort of like high status some sort of like deliberate high status thing where like they're committing fraud yeah. or whatever.
2: One but. of the things, one of the shows that I like that kind of subverts that trope is The Misfits. It's a more recent um, teenage drama, well, teen, comedy drama from Britain and it's about kids that are working community service because all, they are all basically got arrested and they're all kind of lower class yeah. and they get superpowers and it's, it's a cute show.
0: It's your chance to do
2: something positive. Give something back. You can help people. You can really make a difference to people's lives. That's what community service is all about. You know, people out there they think you're scum. You have an opportunity to show them they're wrong. Yeah, but what if they're right? Um, it's got a lot of good I've people. Check that it. out. I haven't um, watched that. Skins is good like that too, because they also kind of explore people from lower class backgrounds and like kind of the the deals. The, the and also from upper crust too. So it's like a mixture where they kind of deal with both sides of the realities and also doing drugs and having sex, but not having it be like that big of a deal you know right like the, most teenagers
0: well i think the uh, the moral the moralizing aspect of british television not being nearly as foregrounded as it is in american television for, exactly you know
2: i mean we got here we have seventh heaven and you know like good christian children growing up and making mistakes that they can they can learn from can learn and, learn and become from, better
1: yeah i haven't i never never watched uh seventh Heaven. I
2: didn't either. I just, I mean, it's it was on there for laughs sometimes, you know.
1: Yeah. Or Dawson's Creek. I haven't. Watched oh yeah, Dawson's either. Creek.
2: That was that was a laughter one too because it was just so, you know. I
1: don't wanna wait for
0: so an early late '90s emo.
2: Oh God! Just that his face, you know, his crying face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is
1: It's just burned into your memory. Yeah.
2: He came back recently and did a bunch of expressions yeah. as an adult, just doing all the expressions he did because they were making fun of him for so long yeah. about it that he was like, "I'm taking." This Who back. was
1: that star? I don't know.
0: James Vanderbeek. James oh, Vanderbeek yeah. Van yeah. Van became the meme, and then came said, mm-hmm. Well, like, oh, screw it. this. I'm getting into, You know, this'll, hopefully this will raise my residuals. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> was he in um, the? Uh, super er, science fiction about the future the big war with the big bugs oh you're thinking of uh oh, starship Ra- troopers you, yes yeah, starship Troopers. that was Castor Castor Van oh yes. Van dyne okay yeah let me tell you something i'm from buenos aires and i say kill them all yeah, oh, yeah. yeah.
2: that was a great movie by that, the way i love that movie uh, so much it's really
1: hilarious looking back on that movie that's a really good that's a an amazing war as hell movie yeah an, they really do an amazing job of that. Okay, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, back to teen dramas.
0: The but one of the things that but bridging from, you know, uh, bugs and sci-fi, then really like bugs and supernatural of into the topic of the the super the the supernatural the super supernatural drama, which I guess the. I mean, yeah, you, everything from Twin Peaks, but Twin Peaks was a supernatural, certainly was a supernatural show, and I think at one point because parts of Twin Peaks were. It's we're at some point, very consciously mocking other, mm-hmm. you know, other like primetime soaps that were going on at the time. I mean, at one point they have, the, I can't even think remember what the, what the title of it was, but they cut to like, the, you know, the characters will be watching te- television and they'll cut to them watching their own, like the kind of like in-universe fictitious, you know, primetime soap. Yeah. And every hour holds the promise of an invitation to love.
1: Yeah, there was a soap inside of um the O. C. And they like met the people who were on Oh, that's great. Yeah. The show were, within the show. Yeah, yeah. They were like some of the girls on in the O. C. were like big fans of this one show and then they actually got to meet like the stars of the show and they, yeah, that was That's awesome. That's a good trope.
0: And the um But I think with the Twin Peaks is almost a thing of like where they 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 sandwiched together both aspects of like primetime soap with like adults doing a, doing like dastardly Mm-hmm. Um which was best described later on as um God, what was it? I think it was was it Game of Thrones or was it No, it was I think it was Downtown Downtown Abbey. I think oh, it yeah, was Downton described Abbey. as um people doing um, you know, uh treacherous white people shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
1: accurate. Whereas
0: Twin Peaks was definitely was you had like all the older characters who were always really doing like, you know, treacherous white people shit, mm-hmm. wh- uh, white folk shit, where, but also you had the you had the younger characters some more annoying than others um
1: <laughs> James sorry, oh. <laughs> sorry. yes uh, some see more the annoying. one with the motorcycle yeah. oh yeah oh my god yeah, brooding <laughs> James in his jaw yeah you have
0: the, the puppy dog guy uh, the yeah the puppy dog I'm face Donna. Yeah. Donna. oh my god yeah, i know shut up
1: james. james guess why i'm so happy today
0: because your skin is so soft and you smell so good
1: no why or or
0: or like Bobby, who just want, who my uh, I remember my roommate when we were rewatching the series. <laughs> yeah. But what well, he wanted to, he 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 hated Bobby so much because it's like look at how awesome his parents are. He has the greatest parents in all of television, and he's that much of a dick to him. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember, actually, so when the new Twin Peaks came out, so my, okay, so here's the story. I'm gonna digress with it really quick sure. story yeah go for it. when the first night that Twin Peaks was on in my memory anyway was in college, and it was also the first night we ever watched um uh, America's funniest home videos. Oh my god! Yeah, right. So 90. this was a time I was living in Eugene, Oregon. There was not a lot to do. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, my my husband and I um, happened to be very very stoned, <laughs> and we were watching That's how in... I usually okay. watch all this. Right. So it's okay. Life in Eugene,
0: where well, there's not much going on. Yeah. There's no internet. <laughs> so we, video games. we
1: watched America's funniest home videos, and we our minds were blown. We would never seen anything. like It was like the funniest thing we'd ever seen, and we were like, Oh my god, we got to There's nothing this.
2: funnier than seeing people.
1: Well, it had up. never been on. Like you yeah. have to Im- imagine a time where this had never been on. Yeah. like there yeah. a ca- candid it, camera, like twenty or thirty years. It was before. Right when camcorders got but cheap This was for like to have one. you didn't put people's like yeah. embarrassing foibles on TV. So we were like writing them down. we were like, this is the funniest <laughs> thing. Oh my god, kid is like you to, know. I
2: used to
0: tape episodes because I was yeah. a tapehead.
1: Well, no, it was That's like awesome. and we were writing them down because we our roommate was coming home. We're like, we got to tell Sean about this. This is amazing. And so we were like, you know, uh, you know, kid hits his dad in the crotch with the golf club. Hans Moleman Productions presents Man Getting Hit by Football.
0: This contest is over. Give that man the $10,000. This isn't America's funniest home videos. But the ball it's growing ah, it works at so many levels
1: ah, roll it again <laughs> oh my god it was so funny you know yeah. baby falls asleep eating oh my god it was so funny so we were doing all this and so we were like exhausted and we were like sitting in the couch and we were just like you know on the you know the high from having watched america's funny home videos for the first time and we were sitting there on the couch. And Twin Peaks comes on. Oh, my God. That's oh awesome. And we were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> because, again, this is at a time where that shit was not on TV. Yeah. yeah. Like, they didn't. We were like, he's dead, hairy, wrapped in plastic. And we are like, we can't get place. up. And we're like, stuck to the couch, just going, oh, my God, what is yeah. going on? What is happening? Yeah. That's my story. Sorry. No,
2: that's a perfect way. I mean, I grew up with memories of it because I was too young to remember it. We were watching it in Oklahoma because I was living there at the time. But the thing about it was like, I realized later, my mom was so obsessed with it and I loved it because we grew up within, you know, 20 miles of mm-hmm. where this is. So we could the always... actual falls. Yeah, the show. falls and also, you know, that area. So we, you know, growing up with that around, you get kind of infected with that whole like at dark, it is pretty fucking scary and big and, and huge and you've got this kind of mysteriousness to the landscape itself and so when i i just remember watching it as a child and not really processing it but like when i grew up and finally watched it on netflix because it was on there i was like holy shit what i what have been missing out
1: on my whole life you know <laughs> well and the i think one to get back to the teenagers yeah. like the teenagers in in this show were super complex yeah like they were kind of acting like adults but they were making really stupid kid like decisions. Yeah, Audrey is my favorite character for that reason oh, cuz she just special sh- agent. Yeah. Special she,
2: agent. She's dancing with the devil a lot, which I like a lot about our character.
1: Yeah. No, that was interesting, but I but we went back and we were like when the new Twin Peaks came out, we were like we were like super excited. We were like, okay, we got to watch this. And then we were like, hold on, let's let's back it up a minute. And, and like, figure out like, are we really going to be this into it? Do you think it's really going to stand the test of time mm-hmm. and like be able? to, Can we really recreate the atmosphere that we were living in in Eugene in the nineties? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so should, we and, and
0: also with the with and also should you? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, uh, it's legal now, right? Yeah. Um. So we went to Wikipedia and read the like synopsis of Twin Peaks, and oh, we were yeah. like, we were like, read the first season. We were like, yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. And then we were like. Oh yeah, second I remember what season. happened in the second season. It got really And we just kind of closed the computer <laughs> and are like, yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to rewatch that over I,
0: again. I, I remember I see I I'm even finally getting exposed to the show uh, 10 years later when uh the the you know, the first first season got released on DVD. Second season took forever, so we just my fortunately my roommates then had all the tapes, so we just mm-hmm. we just we 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 shotgun the tapes, That's and great. even and even in doing that, I was fine with the like okay, this is funny, you know, characters doing weird things and lynches off making wild and hard or God knows what, mm-hmm. and so Mark Frost is like playing around. Like I I think I thought I had a great I had a, a great time doing it. I have no because I haven't actually seen the second uh, the second season in fifteen plus years. I have no idea how it holds up, but you know,
2: yeah, it it can get a little bit. Silly, I mean, yeah, but I I really appreciate the second season when it when when it builds to the actual reveal, you know, like um... I
1: think the reveal happens in the first season. It does. It happens right in oh, yeah. the, the first. Oh season. wait, no, it does. Right, you're right. Yeah, Maddie.
2: Yeah, no, the second season is the one where they go off and they there's outer space. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, the owls are not what they seem the right. log is ready to talk yeah kind of thing. yeah, I, yeah. I, I i do appreciate it but i definitely like the first season
1: yeah it was i I remember like the when the big reveal was made my husband was working in a restaurant and so i was home like late at night watching it and i like called him up and i like made him get off the line i was like you gotta get home as soon as possible i am so scared right now
2: is one of the scariest moments in television that i've ever watched in well, it pr-
0: yeah primetime tv
2: yeah
1: yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting. But one one of the one of the people in Twin Peaks, Madchen... what's her, how do you say her name? Madchen Madgen- Amick. Madchen yeah, Amick, and she's gonna, she's in Riverdale. She's a about
2: staple. Yeah. yeah, she's a staple of teen dramas, too, which I'm like. Yeah, yeah, she's yes.
1: she's awesome.
0: And but, um, but but I think before before we we bridge to Riverdale mm-hmm. itself, very like. So... Spiritual successor, right? Well, yeah. Well, so so openly aping to try... I mean, like I said, there are so many tropes in just the pilot of Riverdale, which I watched earlier today as in a rare episode, rare moment of episode preparation. <laughs> but we have to talk... Because we, we can't talk about teen drama and the supernatural teen drama without talking about Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which um, is almost the transition point between... Uh, of like, you could have a show that was far deeper than... Well, check that. An American show... Because Degrassi were they were off doing their own thing, right, yeah. far deeper than than any of the, uh, or at least attempting to be far deeper than most American shows, but with um, you have because of the supernatural element of Buffy, because genre elements are, you have because you you could mix genre metaphor to talk about uh, to really sync up with the emotional uh, the emotional aspects of like of like you know being a teenager.
1: Yeah, Buffy yeah. really was genre-busting because, um, you know, to to summarize, in case there's anybody out out there who hasn't seen Buffy, mm-hmm. she's yeah. a teenager Marvel who's was a vampire a temp- slayer, yeah. and she's still trying to deal with, like,
2: passing math class. and. Well, she's a cheerleader, too. She's, like, kind of an airhead, and that was the whole point. Like, you, she didn't have to be, like, the super smart, nerdy type that was, like, figuring things out. She is kind of just brawn over brains, and she has a support group, you know, the Scooby Club, or was scooby, scooby gang scooby gang sorry yes. not Scooby yeah. Club. um ah, the 90s that support her in that um but i think a lot of what the the magic of buffy comes from the fact that it's a little more self-aware than a lot of the shows that were coming i think that's twin peaks is fairly um you know it was self-aware to the point where it was just like we don't care that if you don't understand <laughs> right yeah. it's a dream yeah. world and you and i like dream logic and, and shows because i don't feel like everything should be explained all the time um, but Buffy, but Buffy had set up a universe in itself that was very interesting and very weird, but also kind of like, uh, you know, people weren't that like their minds in the in the in the show itself. They're like, yep, this is this is kind of just life now. And, you know, you know, it's treated with normalcy right, like
0: but yeah, um, behavioral normalcy in an abnormal situation, which I think is kind of the how you get believable characters is like, exactly you can have like the mo- similar to like watching the thing. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, and there's a bunch of other examples of this. But uh, you can have the most far fetched premise and situation, but as long as people react like people,
2: yeah, yeah. You
1: gotta be fucking kidding.
0: Uh, we're we're at the you know the uh, like I said when when shit starts going down in The Thing, Kurt Russell goes like what you know just freaks out, grabs a shotgun, hits the fire emergency alarm, and has the other guy go get a flamethrower. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's it's in it. there, but it's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. Bennings, go get Childs. What, what is this? this? What's, going What's going on? Hey, Palmer, what is it? I don't
2: know. Wait. Childs!
0: Mac wants the flamethrower. Mac wants the what? That's what he said. Now move! Damn it. That's behavioral, you know, that's, you know, one could say, a behavioral realism, if you will. Mm-hmm. A, a realistic human be- reaction, which ties it together.
2: Exactly. I,
0: let us take a quick break, and we'll come back to talking, talking about Buffy.
2: And then we'll segue into Riverdale. That's right.
1: a really good. That's an interesting um, to look at Twin Peaks because I like I've never heard of behavioral norm- normalcy. I guess we we just keep talking, I've never heard of behavioral yeah. normalcy before, but that makes perfect sense. Um, But the thing about Twin Peaks is people weren't behaving normally. No.
0: no, no, that's, that's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> is well, I don't, I don't even know the what world the ash-
2: was
1: weird and they were
2: weird. Right. Yes, I don't, and think- there's no questioning it. Yeah, within the within the text, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, there was yeah they were a lot of stuff that was just happening, and because they were all Lynch characters, or they were all you know they're all in this Lynchian and Mark Frost yeah. world, because mm-hmm. like he said, he was always like the undersung partner in all this. Um, I see. I, there's got to be a term for this, but I don't know what. I don't know how what uh, how to describe it other than like this kind of like realistic like I said, realistic behavioral normalcy. It's kind of like, it is, it's, and Stephen King even talked about this in some of his more like lampshady bits in his 80s novels about the lie that, um, you know, for genre, you know, horror, sci-fi, genre entertainment for most of the 20th century as it was being developed, you always had people freaking out and not, you know, not acting human. Yeah. Doing this stuff, whereas at some point, um,
2: it's like someone in a horror movie that just does everything that someone in a horror movie does, and right. it's not what you would normally do. And so it's like it's, it's it's existing within the trappings of the genre without having any kind of basis in reality. We just we just accept that is the way that a, a person acts in that situation.
0: Right. It's it's people. It's plot. You know, uh, plot-driven characters rather than I don't know what characters. Yeah, you know, Character-driven. Yeah. Yeah. I but it's kind of like yeah, it's um, like people. It's, like it's you, kind, Aristotle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and <Yep>. with that. <laughs> All right, break time. To be continued, tune in next time for another exciting episode of giving the mic to the wrong person.
2: Editing services provided by Entertainment Unlimited. Visit us at EUAVP.com.